Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. We are what, three weeks away? Less than three weeks away from football season? It's time to start pumping out some more episodes. We hit two this week. Uh, the first 18 or so minutes of this one is about the Jeffrey Epstein murder slash suicide. So if you're not interested in that, just fast forward to about the 20-minute mark. And then we talk some football and get into some patron questions and all that. Shout out to all the patrons. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Shout out to Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm on call 24-7. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. Before you say guilty, say Garza. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Marcos Garza supports the podcast. If you or someone you love finds yourself needing a defense attorney, support Marcos Garza. All right, let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on the point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Sunday, August 11th. Two episodes this week. Seth Hughes wanted to give the people two episodes, so Seth Hughes is down in Alabama, and I have allowed him to keep his air conditioner on. Usually he turns the AC off for the people, but he's leaving it on today. Yes, thank you. We're about to be under a heat advisory warning I just saw from the National Weather Service um, for temperatures up to 105 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's going to be a little bit hot. I don't know what I'm going to do in the field tomorrow. I might just have to go out in the field naked at this rate. It seems like a uh, terrible place to live. Either it's thunderstorms and tornadoes or just really, really hot. It doesn't. Like, no offense. No offense. I know it's your home state. It does rain a lot. I know it's your home state, but it seems like the weather really sucks there. Like, what's crazy is that I felt like it's rained all the time this year, but then, like, farmers, I was was having a story read to me last night when I was at a friend's house about how the farmers need, like, the next month to have a lot of rain because it's been a dry season for so the cotton needs rain i'm like what the hell like it's rained non-stop the good thing is is that when it rains it rains for like 30 minutes and then it's done and then the winters are mild tornadoes are over now at least that's mainly just an april an april and may phenomenon but yeah it's hot right now man august is the worst month you want to start this episode off by taking a trip to uh, Conspiracy Corner? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a trip to Conspiracy Corner. I don't have any music for it or anything. I don't put any music in the podcast, really. Like any segment stuff, so just pretend like there's some conspiracy music playing as we uh, go and talk about the big news of the weekend, which was obviously Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Bring us up to speed on exactly what's happened here. Well, I mean... 
I've never seen like whenever something fishy happens, you know, it's at most like 50-50 split down the middle. People on one side you have people who are just like, okay, these things happen. On the other side, it's like, no, this is a little off. Like, there's a lot of things that don't make sense here. This is the first time that I can remember in popular culture, everyone, nearly everyone except our fearless journalists who should all be put in prison. But pretty much everybody else is like, you know, uh, none of this makes sense and they can't be serious with this. The most high profile prisoner and the most powerful country in the world is able to kill himself. Like, everyone is just kind of like, uh, are they serious? Like, does anybody expect us to believe that he was able to kill himself after he had already been put on suicide watch and he had tried to been ki- he had tried to kill himself supposedly a couple weeks ago? He's under surveillance 24 hours a day. Nobody has ever killed themselves in this in this uh, detention center, from what I understand. But the most high-profile prisoner of the last several decades is able to kill himself. Like, really? I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if it was true, if it's true or not, because nothing's going to happen. Like, if somebody wanted him dead, they got him dead, and uh, there's nothing anybody can really do. I mean, there's not going to be an investigation. I saw, like, the FBI is looking into it. Like, what the hell? Does anybody think the FBI is going to be able to do anything here? Like, what good is that going to do? Like, he's dead. It doesn't matter that it seems to be totally full of shit. And that nobody can take this this suicide seriously. It doesn't matter. He's dead. Um, I mean, like, the ceilings are, are like eight or nine feet tall. I read an interview I posted in the Discord today from a guy who was at that detention center. And, you know, he was talking about how the, the sheets are like paper on the bed. The ceilings are like eight or nine feet tall. The bed frame is bolted down to the wall, so you can't use it as anything to hang yourself from. They give you rubber pins. So he's like, he's like, there's no way this dude was able to kill himself. Um, and like I said, I, from what I understand, nobody has ever killed themselves. He's the first prisoner um, in this detention center. And like, you're supposed to be under CCTV for 24 hours a day if you're on suicide watch. See, the last thing I read said that he was off Suicide Watch and had been for a while. Well, so CBS was saying that he is. NBC is saying that he isn't. It just seems really, 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 uh, how do we say this? Interesting that, like, the day after Prince Andrew gets officially named and two high-profile former American politicians get named that he ends up dead. Um, so are you accusing uh, the queen? Is that what's happening there? Well, I mean, I, I just think it's interesting that the day after... A See, many people, many people have been saying it's the Russians, but you're saying it's the queen, huh? Yeah, I mean, the Russians doesn't make any sense. No, like, I, those don't are, I don't understand that at all. Those are smooth brain boomers that are making that argument. Like... Alex Acosta, who was the the Secretary of Labor for Trump, but he got fired over the Epstein stuff about a month ago because he didn't prosecute Epstein when he was the one of the attorney generals in Florida. He said at the time, which was about 
15 years ago, I believe, that, you know, he was told from up above to not touch Epstein and to not go after him because he was intelligence. Um, now, it's assumed that he's either American or Israeli intelligence, one of the two. Um, I mean, I, I don't... The, the Russian stuff was like from smooth brain boomers like Joe Scarborough, who sh should be put into a home. Um, I'm just saying it's interesting that the day after he officially gets named as having a connection to the House of Windsor, that, um, you know, he gets killed. He also, George Mitchell was also named on Friday, who is a, who is a very prominent former politician in America. We already know of his connections with Clinton, Trump, Alan Dershowitz, Leslie Wexner, the Victoria's Secrets mogul. I mean, he knew all these famous people and very powerful people. Which is why he should not have been ever been allowed, like he should have been, like there's no reason for him to, like it's, a, it's an utter travesty that he was allowed to commit suicide if he, if he was allowed to commit suicide. It's an absolute joke. And it looks bad upon America. He's the most high profile prisoner in the nation. So uh, what do you think happened? I have no idea. I just think it's um very, you know, it's very suspicious that he was able to kill himself. I mean, it just, it seems to. Um... So are you going with the, uh, you, you think he's actually dead? Because some, uh, some, you know, parts of this conspiracy has someone, you know, sneaking him out and putting a different body in there. I saw that. I don't know enough about that. I'm reading the New York Times. I'm reading their uh, article from today right now. And so he was taken off suicide watch. Um, so here's what Bob Hood, a former chief of internal affairs for the Bureau of Prisons, said. Um, not only did he apparently attempt suicide on July 23rd, but humiliating information continued to be, to be released to the public through news outlets. That would normally have prompted prison officials to keep him under closer surveillance, not remove him from the 24-hour-a-day suicide watch. Why he was taken off suicide watch is beyond me. A man is dead. The Bureau of Prisons dropped the ball, period. Um, it, it's just, it's really, truly unbelievable he was taken off suicide watch. So does this catapult to the very top of conspiracy theories in terms of being most believable? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like this this is the new number one, right? That he has uh, he has been taken out by somebody. Yeah, like, somebody like, okay, in the deep so, state. I don't know who I don't know who people think are the most likely. I guess the Clintons, you know, were the ones trending all day yesterday. Yeah. The Clinton body count. I mean, we have Alex Acosta, who was one of the most powerful people in the American government a mere month ago. Say, having said on record, I was told not to go after Jeffrey Epstein because he was intelligence. Like, I mean, when have you ever read about his prison sentence in Florida? I read that he got sentenced. I don't know what he got sentenced to, but I read that he was allowed to go to work and then he had to come back and do 12 hours a night, basically. Yeah, like they allowed him to go to his office. Yeah, he was allowed to still keep going to work and do things like that. And then he'd clock out, I guess, and probably pick up some, have some food delivered to his office. And then he was uh, taken back to jail. 
Can you imagine how can you imagine how great it would be to get to go to the field every day when it was compared to like sitting in jail? Like, oh man, I love going to work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would really have a newfound appreciation for tilling the land. Yeah, yeah. Put those eighty-four hours in with no doubt, with no trouble. Just yeah, I got twelve-hour days. I got it, boss. Yeah, it would be awesome. And like, you need sixteen. You need me to stay longer. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I got it. Like, we don't even know what his job was. He only had one client. He said he would only take clients that had a net worth of one billion dollars. He only had one client. That was Leslie Wexner. The guy who gave him the mansion that he lived in that was the biggest mansion in New York City. He got that for zero dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like his only client ever is Leslie Wexner. And so that that mansion that he had, now they think that like Epstein had given him money like later or beforehand, but when the when like the 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 deed was signed or whatever, like it was a transfer from Wexner to Epstein of zero dollars. And we don't know what he did. We don't know any of his other clients. We don't know how he Okay, made... so you're saying, you're saying he had more clients, but the only one we know of for sure is this guy. Oh, no, I don't think he had any more clients. Because I've read stuff from New York Magazine talking to prominent people on Wall Street, and nobody... Like, the whole Epstein thing, it was, a, it was like a well-known... It was like an open secret that this guy didn't do anything in the stocks and bonds world. Because... Nobody they knew had ever worked with him. Yeah, I was gonna say I, the, when I was reading some, I saw that like they they think his brilliance and the way he you know is so good at investing and doing whatever the hell financial advisors do that it had been you know wildly exaggerated. Yeah, like his money was basically just given to him from West from Wexner. From what I understand now, I would think that he made a hell of a lot of money off blackmail. Because he would have these parties with these underage girls, and the underage girls that have gone on record have said there were cameras everywhere. And like that one thing that went public on Friday was talking about Prince Andrew taking pictures on a couch with two naked underage girls. Like I would think that Epstein made an absolute fortune off blackmail. But as That's far a good as business model, just bring people over, do a little sex trafficking, boom, got pictures of you. Now give me hundreds of thousands of dollars or else I'm showing everybody. Yeah, it beats trying to, you know, you know, beat the market. So as far as like being some Warren Buffett guy, no, I don't think so at all. I think Wexner gave him the money for whatever reason. And then Epstein just made a ton of money off blackmail. I mean, just think about like the people he had stuff on. Like we're talking about the British royal family. Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. Alan Dershowitz. I mean, that kind of thing. Like, just I, I imagine that the Queen would go to great lengths. Oh, wow. So you do think it's the Queen. Financially speaking, to keep those tapes hidden, like, and pay Epstein off over and over again, I would think. Well, I don't know if it's the Queen or what. I mean... I just know that stuff that came out about Prince Andrew on like Friday or whatever was uh was pretty damning. I mean, like, what do you think? Do you think there is? Do you think that this guy just was able to commit suicide? I mean, honestly. Um, no, no. Like I said, I think this catapults to number one on the conspiracy theory list. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you seem one hundred percent convinced he didn't commit suicide. Are you one hundred percent convinced? No, I'm not one hundred percent. But like, I would be surprised. I would be pretty surprised if he was able to commit suicide. I think that's where I'm at. I, I'm like 85%. Now, 
No, I've, I've kept up with this case a lot because I have been kind of just the whole the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing has just interested me. I've been obsessed with just trying to figure out how he made his money in the first place. I've read a ton of stuff and like, you know, nobody can name a client that he has represented. Nobody can name a client. And so, that I mean, I think he made his, his, his money off blackmail. Um, so I would be surprised if he was allowed to commit suicide. Like it just, and, and I mean, it's straight out of a TV show, straight out of a book, straight out of a movie. Like, I mean, powerful guy getting ready to snitch, getting, or not, not even getting ready to snitch, but just attached to all these powerful people. The easiest thing you do is take them out. Like, it's, you know, it's what the mob mob has done for hundreds of years. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the, the the criminal the criminal case ends. It's it's done, right? Right now, now it's just civil, and sure, these other people can uh, hire investigators and keep it going. But I, last I heard, like they don't even know if the civil case will continue or how long it continues. Yeah, I mean, and like you almost, I mean, in a way, I do almost hope that it wasn't suicide because if he was allowed to commit suicide. That reflects, you know, so terribly on America. If he was allowed to commit suicide, then it really is a joke. Because he was the most high-profile prisoner in the nation. And he was allowed to commit suicide. Like well, what, what, what looks worse? You know, the just, you know, the, the U.S. not being able to protect, like you're keep calling him, the, you know, the most high-profile criminal? Or that, like... A lot of these really wealthy people like fucking kids. What looks worse? I don't know. I mean, is anybody surprised that, like, the elite like to do this shit? That's so weird. I mean, like, it, it seems to always be a thing, though. Like, you know, like... That's what I was about to say. Like, it is always a thing, right? I mean, even if you, you know, obviously go to movies and conspiracies. But, I mean, like, even, you know, the, the, the church... The church has been attached to this, you know, not to not to make it, you know, anti-religion or whatever. But I mean, even the Boy around. Scouts, the, the Boy Scouts got hit with the got hit with the uh, the lawsuit last week too. Three hundred fifty kids in the Boy Scouts, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. They said the Catholic Church. I mean, it's Jerry all, Sandusky. Like it's always a thing, right? And I don't know why, but it it is always. You know, and I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know why it is. It seems so weird. Like, but it's always a thing. Have we um, have we gotten a comment or a statement from Alex Jones about this? Is this attached to Pizzagate at all? I I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, me neither. From um from him lately like he once he got axed off twitter i mean it's i saw like like a speaking of famous people like john maynard Keynes, the famous english economist like one of the most high profile and just one of the most important economists in the in the entire history of of the world like i, I was reading a thing on him a couple weeks ago like he liked to sleep with little boys like he would go to these like 
these like resorts in like North Africa for bed and boy. And instead of like a bed and breakfast, you would get a bed and you would get like a 13 year old boy. I mean, like, I, I don't know what it is, but it's always a thing. Like it's been a thing for centuries. It's always a thing that like famous people l like are, are pedophiles. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so weird. It is always a thing. So, yeah, that was a good segment of Conspiracy Corner. That was our best yet. All right, let's uh, get to some patron questions. Before we do that, let's shout out. You know, since we uh, since we did our episode on what, Thursday? When we did the episode? Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. No, Thursday, because that was before I went to see Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Which, by the way, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, great. No surprise. Fantastic. Do you want to know anything about it? No, I don't. Nothing at all? Like, not even, like, the craziest moments? No, I'm going to go see it. Fine. Okay. Before we do that, let's get to, uh, we got four new patrons already, or three new patrons and uh, someone boosting their donations. So let's get to these first. Uh, let's start with new $10 patron, Lane Clifton. Shout out to Lane. We love you, buddy. New $10 patron, Taylor McCarthy. McCarty. 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 Producer, take that out. Shout out to Taylor. We love you, buddy. Cody Derrick went from $2 to $5. Shout out to Cody. We love you. And new $2 patron, Josie Linkley. Shout out to Josie. We love you. Patrons get access to the Discord. And uh, take advantage of that now. Come closer to football. I'll probably uh, slow down the Discord new entries. Probably limit that to uh, the $5 or $10 level. So uh, if you want in the Discord and want access to that. We do have, uh, I believe, three Spots left in our our last fantasy league, our fifty dollars league. That's uh, me and Seth are in that one. Yes. So uh, we got three spots, including Seth's best friend Luke. He's in there too. So yes. If you he want is. to play with me, Seth, and Seth's best friend Luke, uh, hurry up! You got three spots left. Hey, can we talk about how good his name is, Lynn Marshall's Mafia? Who is uh Who is Lynn Marshall? Greg Marshall's wife. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, producer, take that out too. Build that Discord wall. Ugh. All right, so uh, let's get to some questions. Uh, all right, let's start with some Tennessee stuff since I guess we haven't talked about anything Tennessee-related yet. Uh, Trent Bowles asked, would you rather have five starting offensive linemen like Trey Smith or five starters for basketball like Grant Williams? He says minus the blood clots. Minus the blood clots. I don't know. I mean, when Trey Smith was healthy as a true freshman, he looked like he was going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, right? I, I mean, he looked like he was unstoppable. And Grant was a first-round draft pick in the NBA, too. But, like, Trey Smith had everything. It's it's hard to think about Trey Smith minus the blood clots now. Um, I think I'm going to go with five starting offensive linemen like Trey Smith. I assume you mean just on this like on this type of basketball on this type of football team, right? Like so just put make the whole entire offensive line this year Trey Smith. Healthy prime Trey Smith. Well, do we know if Trey Smith can snap snap the ball? Do we know if he's a center? Do we know if he can do that? Well, I mean, I think he I I think he can learn. Got high snaps going all over the place. Like when James Stone came out there against Florida yeah. in the swamp that year and was like snapping it into the ground. Oh, that was miserable. Um, let's see. Five Grant Williams, though. I mean, that's five All-Americans on one team. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to say because we don't know. Like, it's been so – it's been two years since Trey Smith was, like, 
a mauler. I've always thought Grant Williams could shoot the three. Uh, we just didn't really let him shoot the three too often, especially in the corner. You know what I mean? You think back to the game against Kentucky in the SEC, SEC tournament. Um, so I worry about spacing, but spacing isn't as important in, in college basketball. I feel like if you have five All-Americans, I feel like you win the championship. Yeah. I think I'd have to go with five Grant Williams. I, I do wonder about ball handling and spacing, but I, I think he could overcome that with basketball IQ. He, he is a high IQ player. His with mom Cuddy worked for NASA. His mom worked for NASA. Really? Yeah. His in mom worked for it, NASA? In case you missed it, Grant's mother is a rocket scientist. What'd she do for NASA? I, I, I guess she was an engineer, is an engineer. I, never, I didn't know that. Wasn't that her that did that? No, it is Seth. It is okay, Seth. okay. Well, you were you were playing it pretending. off too well. You were playing it off too well. I just watched uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for three hours, so I'm you know. Maybe, oh, that's true. Maybe some osmosis. I've I've learned to be a better actor. Who is better here, Brad Pitt? I mean, Leo's far and away better than Brad Pitt. I mean, Brad Pitt was good. Don't get no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Brad Pitt was good. I mean, Brad Pitt to me. Well, Brad Pitt was in his perfect role, so I will say that for uh, for Quentin Tarantino, East Tennessee's own. Brad Pitt, to me, is uh, best suited as a supporting actor and not someone meant to carry the vehicle, if that yeah, makes sense. it does. I think he's one of the best number twos ever. So, like, I thought Brad Pitt was great in this movie. Don't get me wrong. but No offense Leo's. to Brad if he's listening. Yeah, like, Brad, if you're listening, loved you and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that sexual tension between you and Angelina, that uh, really spilled out onto the camera, and it made magic. And I love that movie. I'll always appreciate you for that movie. And Moneyball was good, too, and... I you really know, enjoyed uh, Moneyball. That zombie movie was okay. It wasn't bad. <laughs> World War Z? Yeah, that was fine. It was no zombie land, but it was fine. Those those damn zombies in that movie. You ever seen it? Those, those zombies are so fast in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. I like both of those movies you just mentioned. What else has Brad Pitt been in? That uh, Thelma and Louise. He was great in Thelma and Louise. He didn't have to rob them like that, though. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he robbed them. <laughs> really uh, set Gina Davis back when it came to trusting men. Uh, <laughs> she just wanted a little fun. She should have been uh, safer. Thoughts on the Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13 movies? Ocean's 11, phenomenal. And again, that's Brad Pitt kind of being the the other guy. You know, that's mm-hmm. George Clooney, obviously, and a bunch of other people. I thought 12 was eh, not so good, but 13, back to being good. Mm-hmm. Fight Club, love Fight Club. He was good in that. Yeah, I'm a big. I mean, I'm not a big Brad Pitt guy. I'm more of a Leo guy, but Brad Pitt's good. Like I said, as a supporting guy. Yeah. I started running down a list of his movies. Like, what was I missing? I mean, uh, Troy. I missed Troy. Yeah. I never actually watched Troy. Inglorious Bastards. All the way through. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, he was great in that. I was gonna say, surely he's gotta have some good movies in there because I didn't. I didn't name very many. Inglorious yeah. Bastards, though, uh, phenomenal. Yes. Seven, uh, right? He was in Seven. Yeah, seven, yeah. he was great in that. Okay. I really Missed a couple li- classics. I really liked um, Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. Although, to me, that was uh, Jonah Hill's movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Jonah Hill was, was great, too. Um, I'm trying to think of this movie that I really liked. Killing Them Softly. I really liked killing them softly. Is that the song about the Fugees? It was a it was a gangster film. Um, I really liked killing them softly. 
a lesser known Brad Pitt Brad Pitt film that I really enjoyed. Just Oh, yeah, oh Fury, Fury, he was, Fury. He was Benjamin Button. Fury was good too. How did we even end up? Oh, you were talking about your acting. That's right. I did a great job of acting. We are meandering today on the podcast a little bit. But it's a Sunday edition. It's the second of the week. It's the Sunday be, uh, week. You know, I was just trying to get out and talk about some other stuff. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Perkins says, if it was legal, what would you be willing to pay in cash money for a top recruit to come to Tennessee? Would you do it monthly amount or one time? Would you do nothing and let the smooth brains do it for us? Uh, I'm going to say nothing. That seems a little weird to me. What if you were rich? Like like uh, Roy Adams or uh, Tennessee Stud, as he was known on VolQuest, the gay lawyer in Memphis that used to have the hot tub parties. How rich was he? He wasn't crazy rich, but he was rich enough that, you know, Tennessee had to tell him, you can't be around anymore because you're getting us in trouble kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he, I, I do know, like, at hotels and stuff, he would just like hand the players like a hundred dollar bills. This is like back in the seventies or whatever. And um, we'll take that, you know, inflation into account. That's got to be what two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, like you know, he would just like go hand out like a hundred dollar bills to players on Friday night in the team hotel and stuff. He'd wear that coonskin hat. Then he would have the hot tub parties on Saturdays. He was an odd guy. He was an odd guy. You said oh, he was gay. Yeah, he was a homosexual. No, there's anything wrong with that. No, there's anything wrong with that. But, but it's 2019 Roy, now. I mean, in the 70s, that might have been viewed a lot differently. But Reed's Ranch personal stance is that we don't we don't care if he was gay. I was just asking. Yeah, he he was a, he was a homosexual attorney. He was also, I believe, accused at the time. People had had some ideas that maybe he had turned in Alabama in the early 2000s over the Albert Means recruiting fiasco because Albert Means was from Memphis. And Albert Means chose to go to Alabama over Tennessee. And Albert Means was obviously paid to go to Alabama. And that's why Alabama went on probation. And one time Roy Adams wrote a post on VolQuest talking about how somebody prominent had accused him of killing, uh, of, um, of, of turning in Logan Young. And then like Logan Young committed suicide later. And he said, well, you know, Logan Young fell downstairs when he committed suicide or whatever, which is like another like fishy suicide. Really, he fell downstairs, you know. But Logan, but Roy Adams said, I didn't push Logan Young down the stairs, but if I did, I would have yelled, Roll Tide Roll, right after I kicked him down. So, suffice to say, Roy Adams, rest in peace, he was the epitome of a volunteer for life. Even as old as he was, even as old as he was when Jarnell Stokes committed to UT, Roy Adams went to the commitment ceremony in like his coonskin hat and orange suit and started singing Rocky Top after Jarnell committed to UT. I mean, the guy was just an absolute vol. Do we know what his uh, success rate was as a lawyer getting guys off? I don't know. I imagine that he must have been pretty good because he was very wealthy. Like, he wasn't like absurdly wealthy, but... He he was you know he he had money so he must have been a pretty good lawyer back in the day. He was pretty good at getting them off. He was pretty good at getting them off, yeah. And like I said, he was a homosexual, but there's nothing wrong with that. He was a he was a homosexual attorney, very good at getting people off. And he was also a VFL. Some say we we probably aren't as good as we are, you know. As we probably need another another one of those guys. 
We need another, the the world needs more Roy Adams. I remember reading that post where he said I didn't kill him, but if I did, I would have yelled "Roll Tide Roll" after I kicked him down the stairs, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this guy is something else!" And he would just make these posts on VolQuest on like Thursdays, and he would just post his address and be like, "Open bar, food, anybody is welcome," and like anybody could go. You could show up off the street. At Roy Adams' house on a Saturday and watch college football with him. And there'd be like all these old ex-athletes. But like I said, a homosexual attorney that was good at getting people off, and he was a VFL. So let's say he made, what, uh, $400,000 a year as a lawyer? So let's say you make $400,000 a year. Are you giving any of your percentage to uh, help Tennessee be better at sports? Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to go the route of giving it to 17-year-olds. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm more inclined, like, if I had, like, let's just say I had Charlie Ergen or Jimmy Haslam money. Like, the thing that I'm going to do is, like, the thing that I would do, instead of going and paying for recruits, is I would say, like, when I want a coach fired, he's out of there and, like, I'm sitting at the negotiating table with Mike Gundy last November or whatever, two Novembers ago, and like when he turns down seven million, I'm saying, okay, here's eight. If he like balks at eight, I'm saying, okay, here's nine. Like I'm making sure we have the absolute best coaches in the world at every sport. I, I mean, think like, I, I understand what you would do. I think if I was that rich, you know, I wouldn't be paying recruits either. I think I would save my money for okay. Um, Grant Williams, you're deciding between the NBA and college. What's your price? Yeah. To play one more year. Now that is so much of a better return on investment. Peyton Manning, you're uh, debating going to NFL. Okay, what's your price? One more year. Like, that is so much smarter than paying for recruits because you already, like, obviously you already know what you're getting. Like, imagine how excited we would be for basketball if Grant Williams was coming back. Corte Sap, what's your price? Oh, yeah, just go ahead and go. You're good, bro. Nathan Niehaus, are you sure you want to medically retire? Can we not? Yeah. Can we not? Can your spine not take a couple more seasons of being third string offensive lineman? I will give you $20 not to quit right now. No offense to Nathan if he's listening. Yeah, yeah. If Austin, please don't tell him because Nathan <laughs> gave his all. All gave some, some gave all. So you're just going above that, okay? So, but that's if you're stanky rich. Let's let's focus on like if you made four hundred thousand dollars, you wouldn't take any percentage to be like, hey, here's to a fund of recruits, or hey, here's a thousand dollars. You need it. Here you go. I don't know, man. That just seems yeah, weird. It's, it's weird, yeah. It seems, it seems really, really weird. <laughs> it seems it seems a lot less weird if I'm giving it to existing players to keep them in school. Yes. Like, Josiah James, you're really good as a freshman here. Here's $200,000. Play one more year. Exactly. Like, you come back one more year, we're probably going to go to a Final Four. So here's two hundred k. So to answer Joe's question, I'm not paying for recruits. There's too many recruits that bust. Uh, plus, it's just weird to give 17, 18-year-old boys money. I'd much rather do it at least to 19-year-old boys. It's legal at that point. <laughs> it's legal at that point. All right, let's see. Um, Goat Gas Station Mill asks Zach. Um, so, 
I would say I really, really, really love Crispitos with jalapeno poppers as my side from a gas station. Now, you can find some gas stations that have really good fried catfish. Those are... Excuse me, what? You can find some gas. You can find some gas stations that have really good fried catfish. But it's but it's very few and far between. There's not there's not I, many. I can of imagine. Them. I can imagine it's few and far between. There's not many of them. There's not many of them. So pound for pound, like if I'm stopping at a random gas station, I'm probably going with Crispitos and jalapeno poppers as my side. I love jalapeno poppers. My goat gas station meal is exactly what lands us five-star recruits. I'm going uh, Mountain Dew slash Mellow Yellow and a Kit Kat. That's all I need. Shout out to Moose. That's what he gets by on. That's what I get by on. Just give me a Kit Kat and I'm good to go. I'm not eating food from a gas station. No thanks. Well, you don't know what you're missing out on. I do know what I'm missing out on. Heartburn and indigestion. Do you really think user Zach meant a candy bar? He was talking about fine cuisine. There are no fine cuisines in gas stations. They're You're gas wrong. stations. You're wrong. Gas station breakfast is next. Oh, what's level. that? What's that? I found a gas station that has a Wendy's attached to it. Cool. Let me get a four for four. No, we're not talking about. We're talking about. What a bad take by John. I agree, Dylan. It's a bad take. They're a gas station. It's my take. I'll live with it. I'll own it. I'm not eating at a gas station. I would drive to a fast food place. I mean, why not just go to a fast food place? Because I like to support the local community. Local business owners own gas stations too, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's why That's why I support them. Oops, I meant to say they own franchises in the gas station too. <laughs> I know. My, they, my, own fast food, they own fast food franchises too. My, my, my reasoning didn't make any sense. I just like gas station food. That's disgusting. My co-host on the radio, Cody, he, he frequents... Gas station breakfasts. I'm surprised by that. You're surprised by that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cody's say, a smart man. I was gonna but, say I forgot you never you never uh, listened to the show. So you I was kidding. Know. I was kidding. Let's see. Um, Josie asks, I like this one. What is the maximum number of times you can wear a pair of jeans before they should be washed? I would say. If you're wearing them all day, two. Two. That's how long I go. Define all day, like just a working back? Yeah, I mean, like if you're going to work, you know. I will say the maximum is four times. Okay. And that's not wearing them four days in a row. That's wearing them one day, rotating with something else, putting them back on on Wednesday, maybe wearing them Thursday, uh, taking a break on third, uh, Friday, but by the end of the week, you have to wash them, right? So four times is the max. You can't wear them all five days of the week. If you wear them four days in a row, that might start getting a little stinky. You might need to limit it at three at that point, uh, but four is the maximum number of times. Anything over four and you are uh, pretty gross, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? That's fair. Like, a one, you know, a week, uh, get on a week schedule type of thing. And you can't only wear them, like, you can wear them three times in a row before people noticing. And then, like I said, if you mix them up, you can stretch out a whole week. But you got to hit them in laundry that weekend. Hank asked, how big does the hole have to get in your underwear before you throw them away? Uh, 
I'm thinking like a one-inch diameter. One-inch diameter. Wow. Can't hide money. A one-inch diameter. This whole time I thought the patron's money was going to your kids. It's going to your underwear collection, apparently. One-inch diameter. No, I've been wearing I, these new underwear. I've been wearing these new underwear. They're bamboo. My mom got my mom bought them for me, actually. There are probably two pairs of underwear in my drawer right now, my underwear drawer, uh, with the gooch completely ripped out. Jeez, John, that's gross. But I don't wear them. No, I just have them for backups in case I run out. Like, I don't wear them, but they're there. I haven't thrown them okay. away. Okay, okay. Like, every now and then you get to the bottom and you're like, oh, oh, no. I haven't done any laundry. I don't have any clean underwear. What's worse, putting on a dirty pair of underwear or ones with holes in the gooch? I'll go with the holes in the gooch. Just don't wear underwear. That's worse than wearing the Gucci underwear. I don't wear underwear a lot. Or the like, Gucci-less underwear. I have on I have on my 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 um powerlifting shorts right now. There are a your uh, powerlifting shorts. I think they are. I'm trying to remember what the inseam on them is. I think it's a, it's a three inch inseam. It's a three inch inseam, I believe. I'm not wearing underwear right now. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about out in public. Oh, I mean, like, okay, so the Tyler Which Childers I wear concert. underwear around the. I wear underwear at, at the house. Like the only time I don't have underwear on is when I'm in the shower or going to bed. I don't wear it to bed, but I'm sleeping naked in the bed. But I can't sit on the couch with no underwear on. Like I wore the 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 uh, the khaki, sweaty and stinky down there, man. The khaki shorts I wore at Tyler Childers concert. Those are like a five inch inseam. I didn't wear underwear with those either. You never knew. Kendall never knew. You went and slept in my bed? I guess you slept with your clothes on, so that's okay. I did sleep with my clothes on one night, but I put on underwear before I go to bed. That seems weird, dude. Well, I'm, 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 I'm slightly weird in So general. you're going out with no underwear on and then putting a fresh pair on before bed. It just seems No, no, no. Okay, so I don't put on a fresh pair before bed. I typically wear the same pair to bed a couple nights in a row. You do what now? I wear, like, the same pair of... Um, <laughs> underwear to bed a couple nights in a row <laughs> like i'm only sleeping for like five and a half hours a night i don't sleep like, i'm not i'm not a good sleeper like That's I, disgusting i'm sleeping in them it's just underwear that's gross i'm just sleeping in them bro like the most i'll do is like get out of the shower at night put on some underwear Take them off before bed. Put the same pair on to go to the gym. Like I'll do that every now and then. Okay. Yeah, well, we're all, not, like I, I, we're all different. We're all different because I was appalled. I was appalled that you wore that when I came in May. You wore a t-shirt on Saturday morning when we were laying on the couch, and you hadn't showered the night before, and we sweated like crazy at Tyler Childers concert. You wore a shirt on Saturday morning for like hours and you took a shower like around lunch and when you got out of the shower you put the same t-shirt on for that night when when now wait just a damn second i did what now what are you accusing me of you wore a shirt that day and then you took a shower and then you put the same shirt back on and i was just like i asked you about it i was like what are you doing <laughs> you're like man i i didn't do anything today i was just wearing it and i was laying on the couch and i'm just like okay whatever you do you, buddy. I love you no matter what. It's the same thing, but with underwear is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure I took a shower that morning or that night, the night before. After we got back from Tyler Childers? I was so sweaty. I think I took a shower. I don't go to bed sweaty. Although I was pretty drunk. Uh, maybe I did. 
I think I took a shower first thing in the morning before you got up, I think. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. This is no not fun. It's not as fun when the rabbit's got the gun, I must admit. I'm just saying, that's the same thing I do with underwear. Okay, okay. I mean, underwear is a little bit different than shirt, but point taken, I guess, if that's what happened. And okay, I mean, the I do remember passing out that night, so I doubt I took a shower before. So, okay. You might be onto something. Michael asked, uh, do I wash the bottom of my feet while showering? Yes. Do you wash the bottom of your feet, Seth? Yes. Who doesn't? <laughs> a lot of people don't. A lot what? of people don't. Yeah, no, that's the thing. A lot of people don't. Why? Well, some people are scared that they'll fall down, I guess, and some people assume that the the soapy water will uh, take care of the job for them. This is a thing. This is a – we're in the – I would say it's 50-50. Wow. Okay. I'd say it's 50-50 at best. We might be in the minority here. I, 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 I can't imagine not washing the bottom of my feet. I'm just telling you, people don't. I, mean, I, I really can't imagine not washing the bottom of my feet. Like, have these people heard of wash rags? I mean, I would assume they have. I, don't, I, I would imagine we're like, not you, introducing you, them to the concept of washcloths. You get a soapy Cloth, washcloth. By the way, not rags. Yeah, come on. You get a soapy washcloth, and you go between your toes with it, and then you can go under your feet and over your feet and up your legs, and then boom, you're clean. Do you go through all ten toes? Yes. See, Absolutely. That's, not, that's, that's something I don't do. I do. I go top of the feet, bottom of the feet, scrub the bottom of my toes, but I don't go in between each little toe. Yeah, I do. I wonder where the uh, feet washers reside on that, if, if I'm the weird one or you're the weird one. I would say it's probably too dispersed. Like, there's not yeah. really a hard line either way. Yeah. You know? Well, I consider myself to have pretty good hygiene, especially when washing, and I, I hadn't even really considered going in between each toe. I got a seat in my shower, so maybe I'll try that. Yeah. That would be nice, actually. I know. You're, you're literally nice. standing in soapy water. Like, I had never heard that, but you're right. I mean, it's it's very divided on the Discord right now. Who are the stinky people arguing against it? Call them out. Mason Cantrell says oh, it's a waste Mason. of time. I love he, Mason. I hate that it had to happen to him. He says, it's a bath for my feet. New user Josie Linkley says, You have to rinse off after the bath. You're literally standing in soapy water. Like you, when you're in a bath, you still have to wash like the parts of your body. I take a lot of baths, man. Like you can't just be so soaking in dirty water and then think you're clean when you get out. You gotta, you gotta rinse off and put soap on. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Like when here's the way. I, maybe I'm taking baths wrong. Maybe I'm taking baths different than other people. I don't know, but I soak. I feel good. I let my hands get pruny so I can pretend like I'm a grandpa. Then you and bathe. Then I, and then I either stand up and turn my shower on, or I just bathe in there and let the water drain out and start like rinsing off while the water's draining out. Yeah, like getting under the faucet. That, that's how you. That's how you take a bath. If 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 you if you take a bath, you still have to bathe. Yeah, come on, Mason. Come on, man. Love Mason. One of our first patrons, twenty dollar patron. Like I love Mason a lot. I uh, gotta disagree with him here on the on the feet thing. But I told you, they're out here walking among us, Seth. That's crazy. That's crazy. I never knew this was a thing. Chad asks, would you rather be, uh, not be able to have children or have to have 10 plus? 
Oh, man, I don't know. I think it has to be to not have children, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going no children. I'm not having 10. Like, I nope. love kids. I don't love 10 of them. But 10 of them, man, I ain't even going to be able to eat. You got to have Philip Rivers money to be able to have 10 you kids. You got to have Philip Rivers money. Or just keep going and have like 18 like those damn Dugans. <laughs> Duggers. The Duggers. Duggers, yeah, Duggers, Duggers. <laughs> An excellent pop culture reference from you, though, John. But I fucked it up. <laughs> but still. I, I fucked it up, and I can't even get the producer to edit that out because you are here giggling, and people like listening to you giggle. <sighs> Sammy asks, how many McNuggets could you eat in an hour? Ugh, I don't know, and I don't want to think about it. How? I, I could put down 70 at least. Holy shit! What?! Yeah, I could do 70 at You least. won't eat gas station food, but you will put down 70 McNuggets in an hour. Well, I mean, I, I, there would have to be some big reward for it. I'm not doing it just to prove a point. Like, Do you ever willingly go get McNuggets? Uh, I used to a lot. Um, I ate some McNuggets. I usually don't eat McDonald's. I, it's been a while since I've eaten McDonald's lunch or dinner, but uh, I did pick up a McNugget combo about a month or so ago. It was good. I fuck with McNuggets. Don't act like you're above McNuggets. Mr. Gas Station Catfish, give me a fucking break. I just, I can't, no, I can't believe that, that, that you won't eat gas station food, but. Yeah, I won't eat random gas station food versus McDonald's, the biggest fast food chain in the world. Yeah, great comparison there, Seth. Apples that fucking apples. They're McNuggets. They're not even, it's not even real chicken, right? I'm not talking about the barbecue. I'm not talking about the Burger King chicken nuggets. I'm talking about McDonald's nuggets. Or Chick-fil-A's nuggets. I now, can put down okay. 70. I, I don't want to, but I will. I, I could. Chick-fil-A's um, nuggets, have you ever ordered them well done? No, I'm not a, I'm not a sociopath. No, but they're extra crispy. They're better. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm not making those people at Chick-fil-A cook me well-done nuggets. You're just going to well, go eat 70 well McNuggets. Well-done nuggets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just gonna go eat seventy McNuggets in an hour. That I, I could do like I would do closer to seven than seventy. They gross me out. Now again, this is only for competition, and I wouldn't do it for any dollar amount less than like five hundred. Yeah, like no, I wouldn't that do would it. That would cover just the hospital a, bill, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it just to prove a point, but I, I could do it. I I ate probably I think I was like sixty two boneless wings from um from uh, Hooters one time during the all you can eat wings. <sighs> Boneless, so I mean, you know, that was, it hurt, but I could do it for sure. I bet you were hurting. You hurting, Linda? I'm hurting, Linda. I bet you were hurting. Just came in here naked. Hey, (laughs) hey, what's up? Thank you. I am recording. She's naked. What's up, Kendall? What have you been doing? You've been locked out? Oh, she got locked out of the house. No. Oh, the room? Oh, oh, she gave up. She has just been standing in the hallway, just butt naked, <laughs> waiting for me to be done recording. And I guess she gave up and decided she was just coming in. <laughs> All right, let's start wrapping this up. Um, let's uh, get to a couple more questions. I always like to squeeze in a G-Man question. Did you see his uh, Kane tweet? Yes, it was. it was amazing. I was a little disappointed to realize he didn't do the wheelchair one on purpose for Dooley. 
and Mississippi State. I, I could have sworn that was what it was going for. But it's funny how that works out. Like, it's just it's fate. The universe had his back. <laughs> the God had G-Man's back. He says, assuming we beat Georgia State, BYU, Chattanooga, Mississippi State, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy, that's eight wins, would you rather choose a win over South Carolina for nine or lose it but have Garantano return for his senior year? Ooh. I would take uh, eight and four with Garantano coming back. Even if it's just a South Carolina game? Even if it's just a South Carolina game. Losing to Muschamp again would suck, don't get me wrong, but that eighth versus ninth win isn't a huge deal. Having a fifth-year senior returning, to me, that's just such a big gap between him and, you know, assuming he's good, right? Like, we don't know if he's good. The stats, the advanced stats say he's good. The metrics people love him. I understand that. But if you go eight and four and you win all those games, I'm assuming he's been pretty good, right? Yeah. And then you really really think you're set up for the next year, right? I mean. Yeah. And, like, I think the gap between him and a true freshman, Harrison Bailey or JT Strauss, just too too wide. Like, I think you'd have a huge drop-off there. Yeah. So I would take uh, eight and four losing to South Carolina. It would suck to lose to Muschamp again. I get that, uh, but the uh, the the reward's worth it. Mm-hmm. Agree? Yes, I do. I, I think that if he came back for twenty twenty, we would be really really good. All right, same question. He says, but now substitute Florida for South Carolina. See, he this just McConaughey. He just McConaughey you in a time to kill. I, I he just got you thinking about a scenario, and he said, now close your eyes. Now pretend that was Florida. Oh, man. Are you getting the reference? Am I yes, I, yes, 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 yes. You're not giving me anything back. I thought that was pretty damn good. That's a really good movie. Yeah, but what about the reference? Did you? It wasn't a good reference? To a Time to Kill. Yeah, God damn it! I thought that was good. Yes, it was good, John. He pans you the story about a little girl, and he said, close your eyes, pretend she's black. Yeah. Yours. yeah, I know, Samuel well, not L. not yours. Not yours. Imagine she was white. Like, that's what, you know. Yeah, was, Samuel L. was shit. good in that movie, too. Yeah, whatever. That, that's a good damn movie, John. I, it's it's a, a great movie. I, that's not the problem here. The problem is you didn't give me enough credit for my reference. Great reference, John. I don't, just take that reference praise and shove it up your ass, Seth Hughes. I don't know about Florida. It's really hard to turn down beating Florida for going nine and three. If you told me nine and three beating Florida, I would assume Tennessee uh, finishes in the top fifteen in the country. Yeah, I would say then we become the right behind Oklahoma as the second biggest place for grad transfer quarterbacks. Maybe. Yep. Now, I don't know if you'd get any good ones to come, but. I would probably take my chances with uh, uh, another quarterback if you uh, gave me nine and three. Another with, thing with is that if we go nine and three with the win over Florida, another thing is that um, it's safe to say we have our coach and that he's really, really damn good. Now, nine and three with the win over South Carolina, I'm still leaning that Pruitt is probably the real damn deal because he went nine and three with this team. But if that nine and three is a win in the swamp, then we have the guy. I think you can say. So I'm taking nine and three over Florida. Yeah, me too. Uh, Kool Aid Orange Kool Aid writes in the Discord. What's the best show to be watching right now, including TV and streaming? Is there any show you're watching right now? I'm assuming you're going to say no and that you don't watch TV. Yeah, that's not a me question. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, you have your classics. If you're just going with streaming, I assume you mean you could just stream any of them. That would be obviously the classics like uh, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire. Mm-hmm. Those those things. Um, if we're talking about just current, I mean, the first and only season of Euphoria was pretty good. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. That was a pretty good show. That's current. Um, I've seen a lot of praise for Barry. I haven't watched it yet, though, with uh, with uh, Bill Hader. haven't watched it, but I hear good things. I'm excited tonight that uh, Succession is back. I, that, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most right now. You familiar with it at all? I'm not. What's that about? It's uh, it's about a wealthy family. Uh, this media mogul, he is probably 70 or so. Uh, he gets sick. He has a uh, he has a heart attack in the first episode, and the son's trying to stage a coup. The son's trying to take over. Okay. And the dad's like, "Fuck you! You're not taking over." And the son's like, "He's you know typical rich kid that grew up. You know he's got his demons. He's got you know some drug issues, and he's not necessarily ready to run." The place, and then there's a sister and another brother. I think it's Macaulay Culkin's little brother. He's really good in it. Uh, but yeah, they're basically the wealthy family, and the, they're trying to take over, run a coup on the dad. At least the what the oldest son is. What channel does that come on? HBO. Yeah, the, the second season starts tonight. The first season was really good. I'm um, excited for the second season. Well, there you go, Orange Kool Aid. Uh, I guess that's all the questions we have in here that we need to get to. I feel like I hit almost all of them. At least one, at least one per person. Um, so I guess we'll end this. You want to give us your uh, summer SummerSlam preview? SummerSlams tonight in a couple hours. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give us your 2019 SummerSlam preview, please. I like um, Bray Wyatt win. Okay, that's a you know honestly out of the whole card, Seth. I think he is the biggest lock on the card. Yep, I like Bray Wyatt. He's debuting his new character tonight, The Fiend. Have you seen anything about The Fiend? Yeah, it looks very interesting. Looks pretty scary, huh? Mm-hmm. Apparently he is, uh, it's a pretty cool angle. He's a, uh, basically he's been like in a, he's been institutionalized a little bit. He tried to come back with like a kid's TV show type of thing. Kind of a Blue's Clues, Pee Wee Herman vibe. And, you know, he's really just trying to get the kids on his side. But he's got this dark side called The Fiend who wears like a demon mask and, it's pretty scary, and he's going up. His first match is tonight, so like I said, I think he is the biggest lock on the uh, on the card. Good job by you. I like Daniel Bryan to win as well. Well, we don't even know if he's in a match yet, but well, he's there gonna was be. A, he's going to be. There was a storyline where maybe his sidekick has been trying to run over Roman Reigns with a car, so maybe they have a match tonight. I don't know. They're not on the card right now. Yep, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan winning, winning there. Uh, well, I think the Daniel Bryan pick's pretty bad, but the the Bray one I get, I agree with. Um, John Cena doing anything? Uh, no, he's in Hollywood. Ah, uh, okay. Any thoughts on uh, Stone Cold versus um, Brock Lesnar? Stone Cold all the way. You think Stone Cold's going to win tonight against Brock Lesnar? Yeah. I'm tired of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Stone Cold's not wrestling, you idiot. I figured not, but I was going to go along with it because I didn't know. How how is Brock <laughs> Lesnar still wrestling? Because they, they give him a, uh easy schedule. He, he only has to show up for the big events. What about Randy Orton? Randy Orton's got a championship match tonight, actually, against Kofi Kingston. He might win. I don't know. What about Rey Mysterio? Uh, Rey Mysterio has been wrestling. He still wrestles. Um, how? I don't know if he's officially on the card or not. But uh, if he does, I would say that he will 
He'd be going up against Andrade. Uh, that'd be a toss-up. I don't know if he'd win or not. Yep, that's about all I know. That concludes my my wrestling takes. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good SummerSlam preview. Okay, we'll do a recap next episode. <sighs> Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. That'll be a good one. Yep. Yep. Love Shane McMahon. Mm, he's the bad guy right now. That's why I love my love a good heel, as they call him in the wrestling world. I love a good in heel. The biz. In, the, in biz, the biz, I love a good heel. You sp- you speak the lingo, the lingo, huh? <laughs> Only because I've been hanging out with you for so long. So you think uh, you think Shane McMahon's going over tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anything else you'd like to add? Nope. It's pleasure as always. We'll do it again this week. All right. Shout out to the patrons. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Like I said, three spots left in the $50 Fantasy League with me, Seth, and Seth's best friend, Luke. Um... Got some stickers available. Hank, I got your sticker. I'm going to put it in the mail on Monday. My bad, brother. Uh, if you want some stickers, holler at me. If you are, uh... All right, anything else, Seth? That's See it. Ya. Later. Love you. Love you, too. I got to make a toast for all my real niggas out there, man. All my niggas in the gym, man. We always uh, think about you, bro. Keep your head up high, for real, for real, because I know how it is to be down, dog. Yeah, feel like everybody on your not side, you dig? But we with you. You feel me? Real life. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I just made a hit, so let's toast to that. Made it home tonight, so let's smoke to that. God keep blessing us, so let's toast to that. Came up out the corner, I don't post that. Loose lips, sink ships, been exposed to that. Real shit never die, so let's toast to that. Real shit never die. So let's toast to that. Russia never die. So let's toast to that. Shorty talk crazy. We in all black. We in black mass. All my niggas strapped. Hey, man, let's toast to that. We been getting money from the jump. The fake or the funk Yeah, I just made a hit So let's toast to that Made it home tonight So let's smoke to that Y'all keep blessing us So let's toast to that Came up out the corner I don't post that Loose lips sink ships Been exposed to that Real shit never die So let's toast to that Real shit never die So let's toast to that Russia never die, so let's toast to that. Gangsters never die, so let's toast to that. Fuck your bitch and I take her on trips, but ain't no posting that. I had to put in that work for the set for I sold the bag. One part of cut every seven grand soda that's good. Crap. I mix it with the B Tweezy, my nigga. Vitamins good for my geekers, my nigga. The blow trader joke at the dog and it dope in a hundred pack stuff in the freezer, my nigga. We dumping and dropping it off. Bustin' packets like pimple, we popping off. I can't talk on my phone cause I'm talking wrong. Feel like Steven Seagal, I'm a butter law. Nigga, fuck the law. I just lost that off all my bitches, so let's toast to that. Couple million came to the whole get toast to that. I told Poppy that rock it when lockin', I sent that coke back. Trying to find my next girl, never meant so much.